You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Block Talk Radio.
Tonight we're going to start something a little different tonight. Uh, we've been teaching, uh, subject is the anatomy of man, uh, the characteristics of carnality. That's our subject, the anatomy of man, the characteristics of carnality. Now the reason, and I want you all to hear the heart of God tonight, and I don't want you to sit up under the word of the Lord tonight judging nobody, focusing on nobody, this fit, this person, I, fit, I don't want you focusing that way. What I want you to do, I want all of us, when I say you, I'm talking about all of us. I want all of us, as we're hearing these different characteristics and attributes of carnality, let us allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us personally so we can get healed or delivered from it. Amen? And so you and I can begin to experience what spirituality is and begin to walk in it. So we're going to be giving you some characteristics of, uh, of carnality. There's three types of people in the world. There's natural people that is not born again. There are spiritual people that is born again and live and move by the Spirit. And there's carnal Christians. Carnal Christian or carnal people is Christian that has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior but has never experienced Him. Uh, they still walk under the influence of their five senses. They're still dominated by their five senses and they're dominated by their emotions. That's what the natural man, the natural man is dominated by his five senses and his emotion. He don't live in the spirit because he's not born again. So there's three types of people in the world, three types of people that the Bible brings out. You've got the natural, once again, you've got the carnal, and you have the spiritual. Now, let's look at something in the word of the Lord, if you will. The word of God never comes to condemn us. The word of God comes to bring conviction to us. Amen? Let's look, if you will, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, starting with verse 1. This is one of the churches that Paul established, the Corinthian church. Now notice here, he, he start off in verse 1, he said, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. Verse 2, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Behaving like who? Mere men. Other words, behaving like people that is not saved. Now notice, if you will, I'm going to show you a principle in the word of the Lord. Notice, he says, now he's writing to this church that is the most gifted and the most informed church that he established. But notice he's saying, he's calling them carnal. And notice that he's speaking to them and saying, I can't even talk to you as spiritual people. So that means, listen then, that means that the letter that he wrote to them was from a natural perspective and not a spiritual perspective because he's writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So if he's writing upon the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that the things that we read that we will call deep, Paul is not calling them deep at all. Let's go to chapter 1 and notice what he says in chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 beginning at verse 4. Notice what he says here in the word of the Lord. I thank my God always concerning you. Now, this is a letter that he's writing to the church. I thank my God always concerning you 
for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus. What was given to them? Grace by who? Christ Jesus. Watch this right here, verse 4, uh, verse 5. That you were enriched in everything. It was what? In everything. That you were enriched in everything by Him in all utterance and all knowledge. Now this sounds contradictory, doesn't it? Because notice he said here in chapter 1 that you was enriched in, by Jesus Christ in everything. You was enriched in all utterance. You were enriched in all knowledge according to this right here. Verse 6. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift. You come short in what? No gift. They was the most gifted church. I mean, all of the nine gifts of the Spirit was manifested in this church. And he said, you come short of none of them. Let's just hear. And this should help us to understand some things. In my prayer is that we will, we will examine ourselves in the light of the Corinthian church. So he says here in verse uh, 7 again, So that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, now this, this is amazing here for the simple reason in chapter 3 he called them carnal. In chapter 1 he said that you was liking in no gift. You was, I mean, when it comes down to the utterance, when it comes down to knowledge, there was no other church that surpassed you. You gifted, you talented, you, I mean, you, you, you got it all. The grace of, of the Lord Jesus Christ was confirmed in you. Then he turns around and says, you're carnal. I, I can't speak to you as spiritual individuals. Now, watch this right here. Haven't that been the manipulation of the enemy against the church today? Don't we call people spiritual that flows in the gifts? Don't we call people spiritual that have a great understanding of the Word? When I say understanding, we got it up here. They had it up here. They was gifted, they was talented, but yet he called them carnal. Why did he call them carnal? Because he said where there's envy, when there's strife, and when there's division among you, he said, even though you flow in the gifts, even though you have all this knowledge, even though you, you're gifted more than every other church I have established, uh, you are still carnal and you act like mere men. So there's a danger here. I believe what has happened to the church, ladies and gentlemen, is this right here. What has happened to the church is that, that the leadership is our fault. We have... The enemy has raised us up and shifted in us. The enemy has shifted in our thinking, shifted in our mind, and shifted in our establishment of what is really spiritual and what is carnal. The majority of us came to discern what is carnal because the standards in our church is carnality. Because what we do, we exalt people just like here. Now, Paul haven't exalted them. Now, Paul is confronting them. Paul is, is, is exalted in chapter 1, letting them know who they were, what, what they have received by grace. He said, then he turns around and said, you're carnal. Because evidently they thought that they were spiritual because of their gifting. They thought they were spiritual because of them, their intellectual understanding of the scripture. They thought they were spiritual. Why, why do you say that, preacher? Because when you continue to read the word of the Lord, they begin to challenge Paul. 
They begin to challenge him in who he was. They begin to challenge his apostleship, and they begin to challenge him with the information that they had because they had great teachers come in amongst them. Paulus came by, and Paulus was considered one of the greatest teachers at that time. And so they got filled with so much information, they start challenging Paul. And that's why Paul wrote in the Corinthians, he said, when I, you see, you don't think I'm coming, but I'm coming. He said, when I come, we're going to see who's who. He said, for the kingdom of God doesn't come in word, the kingdom of God comes in power. When I get there, we're going to see who has have the power. So here's his own church that he raised up and established to begin to challenge him. Ladies and gentlemen, how, does, how did this happen? Is it not so today? Are we not discerning today? What is actually taking place in the body of Christ all around us? I was on the prayer line. I meet with you know I pray with a group of pastors on Wednesday. And uh, uh, when I got on the line this morning, they didn't hear me. They was having a conversation. And uh, one of the pastors just went through a great traumatic situation. And, uh, and, and all of them, you know, with dialogue and whatever the case may be. And I said, good morning. And I said, good morning, Apostle. And I said, uh, uh, um, what is, what's happening here? And they began to talk about what's transpiring, whatever the case may be. And one of the pastors was up in, in the New Orleans area and told me how to flood it up there uh, in the area that he was in. And he was on the way to another meeting. And he was talking about the things he was going through. I'm asked, I said, I put a question. I said, I asked him a question. I said, uh, I said well, what, is God, what is God saying to us? Everybody talking about everybody going through it. I talked to another pastor yesterday. I hadn't spoken to him in about a year. And then uh, two pastors yesterday, one had spoken to a year, and another one just had a stroke. As my wife did, they know that the person had a stroke. said, no, pastor down south just had a stroke. And But I asked him a question. So I said, why do you think that God is challenging us leaders? What, what do you think? But make a long story short, uh, everyone uh, dialoguing was good, what everybody, everybody said. I said, let me share something with you. We need to quit ministry. We need to quit it. Or we need to shift. How many of us have a passion unto death? How many of us is in this thing unto death that I'm willing to die? And and I and I shared with them the 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 the, the statement that your brother-in-law had shared with me that we was in Africa with Rahan Barki and one of the pastors asked one of the pastors in Africa said why don't we see signs, wonders, and miracles in America? And the pastor emphatically said, he said, because y'all have welfare and we don't. In other words, you, you all got a system that you can depend on. We have no system. We have nothing but God. And that's why we see greater signs, wonders, and miracles over here because we don't have an alternative. You all do. You got welfare. You got insurance. We don't have insurance. So you, you go to the doctor. You can get medication. Whatever the case may be, <laughs> if, if God don't show up, we die. But we want to see greater signs, wonders, and miracles. But the churches over there in the third world countries, share, share with them, in the third world countries, they are more spiritual than we are. We are more carnal over here. We are inundated with information. We got more knowledge now, probably in the church, than, than, than in the history of all the church age put together. But yet we are less powerful here in the United States. Because we have babies. Running the church. When I say baby, I'm not talking about age-wise, chronologically. I'm talking about spiritual. We faint at the first, the first test, the first trial. We faint. We give up. When the first thing hit us, uh, we panic. 
Let's look at these, if you will. These are characteristics and attributes, and I know we're not going to be able to finish this, this today. Let me give you another, another scripture before uh, I go over to the characteristics. I've got about 31, 32 characteristics of uh, a carnal Christian or a carnal believer or a soulish believer. Romans 8, verse 6 through 8 says... To continue hearing this message, you can purchase it by contacting us at 305-698-0765. Or you can log on to the internet by going to our website at www.ejmpcc.com. Or you can reach us by email at info at ejmpcc.com. 